Hello, beautiful. You are listening to episode 96 of the Africana Woman podcast. Chulu is my name. I'm a writer, personal brand consultant, entrepreneur, and mentor. This show is the home of African women's stories. We share ideas, triumphs, challenges, and lessons from our perspective as women. Our library is a step to cementing our place in history. Her story, your story, is powerful. Thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome to all the new listeners and welcome back, sis. Click the subscribe button to make sure you're always first to know when a new episode drops and tell at least one girlfriend about the Africana Woman podcast. We are three conversations away from the official 100th episode celebration. So apparently, I don't know how to count (laughs) y'all. I counted it wrong, Uh, which means between now and next week, I'll probably release two more conversations. Don't ask this. Just... So tickets for the live podcast show are available at AfricanaWoman.com. If you haven't heard yet, we are coming together as the Africana Woman community in Kabwe to celebrate, network, and just have a good time. This will be on Saturday, 24th September. We're already in September. Oh my goodness. So I'm very excited and I just want to say thank you so much to our sponsors and partners, namely Zasik Global, Sony Essentials, Kamanga Wear, and Expanding Ambitions. Now here's a quick update on what is happening in the rest of the Africana woman world. So the first thing is we're going to Marrakesh. Yeah. We're going to Marrakesh in July 2023. The doors are open to sign up for our signature program, Know Your Roots, Grow Your Purpose Retreat. Find out more on our website. This month of September, the Africana Woman Book Club is reading Finding Me by Viola Davis. Yes, we have a book club. You are more than welcome to join. Number three, the AWV course, Rebirth, is halfway through, and the ladies are making breakthroughs that are so amazing to see and watch. I'm so excited about really digging into understanding what their personal brand is. And number four, the Africana Woman Visionaries community is no longer on Facebook. We have a private group, which is more intimate and gives opportunities for accelerated personal growth and networking. And you are always welcome to join. To find out more about any of these programs, visit AfricanaWoman.com. Some of you may know that I'm a vegetarian. I'm also a foodie. And this confuses most people (laughs) because they don't understand how the two can be true at the same time. Today is a lighthearted conversation about an alternative eating lifestyle. Here is my conversation with Sunny. Sunny Sattva is an engineer and social entrepreneur working to increase sustainability, diversity, equity, and inclusion in Web3. Sunny is the co-founder of the Black Leaders DAO, advancing the next generation of Black leaders in Web3. The CryptoLingo DAO, breaking language barriers in Web3. And the Vegan Africa DAO, scaling eco-enhancing startups, 
through crypto financing and integrations. Sunny is also a vegan cookbook author and Qigong practitioner. I am so excited to have Sunny on the Africana Woman mic. Hi. Hello. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, ah, my pleasure. Like I have been looking forward to this for a very, very long time. All right. So my first question is always, what is your favorite childhood memory? Oh my gosh, that's so cute. Well, oh, let me dig into that a little bit because when I was a kid, I was a huge nerd. I still am. If you can't tell by my bio, I'm an engineer, super into crypto, um, super into tech. But I would always like be reading books. So I would like, you know, walk around, like look for a spot in the shade somewhere to just sit down and read a book. And I remember how I met one of my best friends. I was like seven years old. I was at the park. I was sitting down reading this book. And this girl just runs up to me and she says, hey, do you want to like, you know, come play on the seesaw, which is the it's kind of, you know, the weighted balance. You go one person goes up, the other person goes down. And I was like, okay. Um, and so said, yes, um, kind of left my book. And that's how I made one of my longest lasting childhood friendships. Um, and it was just like that little moment of like stepping out of my comfort zone in a way. So that was probably like, you know, when you ask that question, that's just immediately where my mind went. Yeah. <laughs> that is so, so sweet. That is so sweet. <laughs> So you are from Kenya and U.S., right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm based right now between Kenya and the U.S., but kind of living the digital nomad life and have been for the past several years. Um, But my home base is in Mombasa, one of the most beautiful cities in the world, in my opinion, Um, right on the Kenya coast, on the Indian Ocean absolutely insanely beautiful beaches, some of the most underrated beaches in the world, Um, incredibly diverse, really amazing people. And, you know, being vegan there is actually not very difficult. There is a ton of amazing plant-based, you know, items you can get like cashews and jackfruits and all the fresh tropical fruits and vegetables you can imagine. Okay. First of all, Mombasa needs to hire you as their PR. <laughs> we'll talk to the department of <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. I have so long wanted to uh, go to Kenya. It's just, it's always been one of those, you know, like en route type of um, places that I've passed through, but I've never actually visited. And I'm just like, one day, guys, one day. <laughs> Cool. But You're going to come visit. We'll have fun. <laughs> I am. I so am. Now, you mentioned something very interesting because you said, um, even in the bio, um, you're a vegan and I'm a vegetarian. So I get very crazy questions around that. And I wanted to just dive in with you and just talk a little bit around, you know, what it means to be vegan or what it means to be vegetarian, especially in Africa. Because I think that people are so used to, you know, their nyama, their meats and, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like when you take away the meats, then the whole meal is gone. And I'm like, guys, please be serious. (laughs) No, it's true. Well, the funniest thing to me 
is everyone uses plants to make their meat taste good. Like nobody's just cooking meat without their herbs and spices and garlic and whatever. Like everyone is putting plants on their meat to make it taste good. So to me, when people are like, oh, your meal is nothing without the meat. I'm like, no, your meat is nothing without the plants. Like it wouldn't be appetizing at all. So I think there's definitely you know, a bit of a mindset shift that um, I think everyone who goes vegan or vegetarian, especially like later in life, um, has to go through because I certainly didn't go vegan because I didn't enjoy the taste of meat. I grew up eating, you know, I grew up eating yamachoma and barbecue and all of these like, you know, things that taste good. And then you learn about um, the suffering and that this is a sentient being and that animal agriculture is actually driving food insecurity where, you know, every time you feed um, an animal, it's only converting 20% of the calories that you put in to what will actually become food for people. Meaning every thousand calories you feed a goat or a cow or a chicken, at most you get 200 calories out of it. So that's super inefficient. It doesn't really, you know, make sense. Um, And I'm kind of of the opinion that we have everything we need in plants and mushrooms, um, which can get us to the level of, you know, health um, that we all need to be at. So I've gotten a lot of crazy questions, but I'm really curious, like what has been one of the most shocking ones that you get Um just as a vegetarian. You know what? I don't even know if it's shocking, but it's always the comment of, oh my gosh, you eat you eat rabbit food, you know? <laughs> like Can I tell you a story? <laughs> I went to a friend's house, right? Like very, very like, you know, we were having fun, we were like kind of having a get together, having a little party with some close friends, and they ordered some food I think it was like they had chicken wings or something and they were like oh you're vegan like you can't eat anything and to make a joke my friend goes in his fridge and pulls out a bunch of carrots and just like raw carrots and this is like puts them on the counter it's like that that's for you that's what you get I'm like there's so much that vegans can eat like we can eat I don't know you can get pizza without the cheese for one example that's kind of an easy go-to to order you can make like you know simple things like rice and beans and like stir fried vegetables but just like the raw carrots like he literally gave me rabbit food and he's like <laughs> oh you're gonna eat at this party and I was like wow I know not- the insanity but I mean that's that's like my experience with going to restaurants um here in Zambia because personally I I mean, I guess we should also just define, like, you know, the difference between vegan, vegetarian, you know, and plant-based. But I would go vegan if, or literally, okay, what I do is when I'm in um, another country, like probably like Europe or, you know, um, in North America, I am actually vegan because Mm. it's so much easier. When you go out, the options are there, you know, it's like easy, but like, here back home in Zambia you go to the restaurant and you just basically have the same thing it'll be um I think the option which they usually have for (laughs) vegetarians will be um a pasta in a white sauce and it's like that isn't even like balance like at least make an effort 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> it makes uh, me so upset. That's the standard, you know, that the go-to. And then if somebody is mm-hmm. trying like in a like, oh, let's like make an effort, then they'll be like, Oh, a vegetarian burger. And I'm just like, there is so much you can do, but it's just that people don't even want to try and make that effort. So personally, I know that as soon as like, when, you know, on the, on the flights, like, you know, your, your dietary requirements, I always do vegan. (laughs) Cause I'm like, I'm about to go and eat proper food guys. (laughs) Yes. I know. It's so good when they actually give you that option. Um, and I can define um, for anyone who's listening who maybe isn't sure what the difference is. So vegetarian and vegan both mean that you don't consume any meat, um, but vegetarians may consume other animal products like dairy or cheese, while vegans wouldn't consume anything like dairy, um, cheese, milk, eggs, honey, anything that comes from an animal. Um, and then there's also pescatarians who don't eat any meat, but they may eat fish and eggs and cheese. And then there's also this whole new category, which to me didn't even exist until like three years ago, which is plant-based. Yeah. Um, and plant-based is basically a term for eating vegan most of the time is how I interpret it. Eating okay. ma- majority plants. Um and sometimes people who are plant-based identify as what they call whole foods plant-based. Mm-hmm. So they avoid processed meat alternatives or cheese alternatives and instead mm-hmm. eat only like the actual plants um, themselves with minimal, minimal processing. Mm. See, I didn't think, I didn't even know that because for me, it, it kind of makes sense to, to say that I'm plant-based because Everything that I'm eating except the meat is plant-based, right? The only issue that I have with why I haven't, like, I call myself vegetarian here, I like, guys, I love my cheese. And there's no <laughs> alternative to cheese here, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's, like, my number one, like, I can't let go of the cheese. Like, but when I'm in another country, there's, like, different alternatives, like, for cheese and, you know, um, milks and things like that. So it just, it makes it so much easier. But here, I'm just like... <laughs> Okay. Yeah. One thing I love about Kenya is there's a lot of availability of cashew based cheesed alternatives. And so they do like, well, one of my favorite things is this cultured cashew cheese. So it's like fermented and it kind of has that same like umami flavor that dairy has. Um, And another one of my absolute favorites um, is coconut yogurt, which I eat like every time I get a chance every morning um, for some periods of time. And it's just like cultured coconut meat that's ground up. Um, And then they'll add fruits like pineapple or mango to it. And it's so good. It's a vegan alternative to yogurt. And guys, like 70% of people in Africa are lactose intolerant in some level. So I think that the rise of dairy alternatives is going to happen very soon. Um, It's going to be a movement because it's better for your health and it's really better for your digestion. And, you know, the cows are in the vegan worldview, we don't have to exploit the reproductive systems of other animals. Um, you know, this is something that affects 
um, women's rights. And this is a feminist issue as well to, you know, force these mothers to be impregnated over and over and over because you can't get milk from a cow if they didn't just have a baby. Okay. I haven't even like, that is crazy to me. Are you like, they have to get pregnant over and over again to keep producing. Mm-hmm. Oh my And then usually the baby cows that are born from that are often killed as babies for veal or for like the kind of quote unquote, like luxury meats, which I am not. Oh, oh my goodness. Like, I can't, like, I can't even right now. So some people are always, you know, they're concerned about, okay, how do I go vegan or vegetarian? Because isn't it so expensive? And so like for me in, in Kenya, some of the most basic like vegan meals that I'll have are cheaper than meat. Like I'll have chapati, which is like, um, you know, like a flat kind of bread and you'll eat that with beans. Um, one of my favorite kinds of beans are, um, is coconut beans. So good. Amazing. Actually. Look, if you, I haven't think had you it. are doing a proper campaign for me to just move to Kenya. Like <laughs> this is all I'm it's, right oh. now. <laughs> I recommend everyone in the world visits Kenya. It's so beautiful. It's a country that has every landscape you can imagine. So you can drive from the beach to the rainforest, to the desert, to the highlands, to like the mountains, to all of these different terrains and grasslands and you know, there's so many national parks. Um, one of the only coastal tropical rainforests in the world is in Kenya. You know, they have the whole big five, all the animals that you can imagine going to see on safari. And then the people are amazing. Like you go out like to a restaurant or a bar or whatever. Everyone's just dancing, having a good time. Like the music is always going. The good vibes are always flowing. Um, so I would say that, you know, there's a huge piece of my heart that is in Kenya and committed to like getting more and more people to visit. But I also would really like to see Zambia. Oh my goodness. You have to come, but I think you're doing a great job. We will be there. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, I I mean, I, um, you know, I've been very, very fortunate to, you know, travel to other countries, but I really want to try and visit more of the country and just, really see what's there so every now and then i try to do well i guess in the last like two years because of all of this mess and everything um Mm -hmm. you know it's been postponed but you know every year we'll try and do a family trip and go um to some place and see something new because i mean it's it's actually amazing to see the things that we were learning about in class right and it's just like in theory where you're like oh there's this waterfall there's this river there's this this and that and but to actually see it like oh the bangwilu swamps like it, it does something to your soul. I, I can't even describe it. So that's something that is definitely on my list. I actually should look into starting that up again and exploring the country much more. So I'm excited. Yeah. For me, that's my favorite way to travel too, is travel slow, like go to a country, visit a couple of different cities. I like to take road trips, you know, so to drive or take a bus or a train wherever I'm going so I can take in the scenery. Um, And I think it's a really amazing way to 
you know, get into the culture as well. Cause I've visited some places where I only go to the capital city and don't really leave as much. And you don't get the full feel of, you know, what that country has to offer. So definitely when you come to Kenya, let me know. I'll tell you all the best places that I think you should go. And there's still so much that I haven't explored too. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, just circling back, I think you're so right when you say that, you know, the myth that, you know, being vegetarian or vegan, plant-based is very expensive. I'm like, can we go, like, just just go to the market. You, <laughs> all of those products, mm-hmm. you're buying it, like, here, you know, our currency is kwacha. So, you know, you buy, like, a bunch of fresh vegetables for, like, three kwacha. Like, are you kidding me? And why would you say that is expensive? But I think where people have that disconnect is in how they're trying to imagine um, it being a whole meal, I guess. Um, Mm. I'll tell you, like for me, I'm actually, um, I'm a sickle cell carrier. So Mm. I I get anemic um, very easily (laughs) if I'm not Mm -hmm. careful. So one of the things, you know, when I was talking to my doctors and saying that, um, cause I've only been um, vegetarian, like properly vegetarian since 2019. And I was explaining mm-hmm. to them that, you know, I want to go vegetarian. And at that time, my HB levels were actually really low. And they're like, no, you're mad. And I was like, no, I'm going to do this. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I think one of the things that people don't actually realize is that, you know, we have to, um, be more conscious and more mindful about um, our meals being balanced, like across the board. Well, at least I am very, very conscious about that. So, you know, whether you're having the the carbohydrates, the proteins, the um, vitamins, minerals, all of those things. And then I also, um, my doctors gave me um, some supplements, which I have to be taking. They're like, okay, if you're going to do this, then you have to take um, supplements. So I've got some vitamins and um, iron tablets and things like that. But I think there are times when I look at, you know, um, people's like, you know, like what they eat in their homes. And it's so, it's not balanced and it drives me sad. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. like sad because I'm like, your meal is not balanced. What are you not seeing about that? There's just like this huge starch and then there's this huge piece of meat and then there's nothing else. And maybe there's like a, a tiny vegetable and And I think we have to remind people that this is not how people in Africa have been eating for you know our ancestors and all these generations back like you've seen and we've all seen that the rates of diabetes the rates of heart disease the rates of cancer have been skyrocketing like across the continent and it's because of how people are consuming now and I think that one of the um, you know, one of the cultural beliefs in Kenya that I've also seen in, you know, Uganda and Ethiopia as well, to some extent, is that there's almost a sense of luxury associated with mm-hmm. eating, or there's a sense of like, this is what, you know, quote unquote, like, um, you can do to feel more rich or more like you've, you've made it in some way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's, um, you know, it's just not true. Like you can, you know, you don't have to contribute to animal suffering just because you have a certain, you know, income level or you want to have this lifestyle. Like the same people who are, 
saying like, oh, it's like very expensive to be vegan are also paying way more to, you know, either raise and, you know, kill these animals themselves or and feed them their whole lives or buying meat at the market. And I think that there's just um, just this conversation that needs to happen is, you know, actually eating plant-based is more affordable, especially because you can buy all these fresh vegetables for so cheap. It's better for your body. It's better for your health. And it reduces some of this, you know, external strain or suffering in the world. And I think that's something I know I've mentioned it a few times, but it's something that I truly believe. It's actually one of my core beliefs is that um, when you stop inflicting suffering onto others, you yourself actually stop suffering um, mm-hmm. to some extent. So mm-hmm. if we can have a world where we break the cycle of suffering, where we break down this, you know, animal cruelty, animal like slavery, animal exploitation, and kind of recognize that as humanity, we can evolve away from that and be in a, an act of a from a place of kindness and, you know, collective responsibility, I truly believe that we'll see a more abundant world. We'll see a lot of these big global problems that we're suffering from just naturally be resolved if we can stop the cycle of suffering that comes from animal suffering specifically. Yeah. Um, because I, um, I read this, you know, stat recently, you know, we kill over a trillion animals every year. And so if every day we like humans were dying at the rate that we're killing animals in less than two weeks, there would be no humans left on the world. So we really have to think about the level of, um, you know, cruelty and suffering that we are, you know, producing in the world as a species Mm. and look at how humans are also suffering, you know, our friends and neighbors and family in some ways and see that there are some ways it's correlated and we can kind of reduce some of that suffering just by even just cutting out a little bit of meat. There's a whole other movement called the reducitarians and they're not vegan or vegetarian, but they're reducing their meat consumption. And so that's another option. If you're saying like, no, this is too extreme. I can't do vegan right now. Like that's, that's somewhere you can go to start. And there's a community around that as well. Yeah. Do you know what it makes me think about, um, you know how, uh, you talk about um, inherited trauma, like, you know, from our ancestors, people that have, you know, gone through, like, really traumatic experiences, be it war, slavery, mm-hmm. all of these things. All of those have been, they've been passed down through our genetics, you know? And we are experiencing that, right? Um, but I, and then I can just imagine that, you know, all these animals that are being killed, that's a trauma. And then we're consuming the trauma, you know? And it's like, guys, do you really want to be doing this? But you know, mm-hmm. we're not here to convert you. We just want to have a conversation around why we... <laughs> I know why we live the lives we live. Exactly. No, I it's not, a, it's not a conversion conversation. But it's so funny because I watched um so my son isn't vegetarian. Um he's 14 mm-hmm. years old. And I was just like, you know what? This is like your decision. So I am actually I don't want to like force it on anybody. So, you know, if you come to my house um and you're a guest, I'll 
I'll go and buy you something, you know, and cook mm-hmm. it and all of that. Um, I'm the opposite. If I have a guest at my house, my mind is like, how can I make this guest the best vegan meal possible so that yeah. they open their mind a little bit mm-hmm. and realize like, oh, maybe vegan food's not that bad. Because I think some people have this experience where their first vegan food might be at a restaurant or might be, you know, just not catered to their palate or catered to what tastes they enjoy. And so they have kind of a negative impression. So for me, I love to be like, okay, I'm going to put all the love and heart and soul into this meal that I can so I can help maybe get this person to see that vegan's not so bad. Yeah, no, that that totally makes sense because I mean I always get those those questions about, or comments like, "Oh, vegetarian food is so boring," and I'm like, guys, in India there's a whole nation that you guys yeah like always eating their food. <laughs> there's a whole nation of vegetarians, and you're telling me vegetarian food is boring. Like, let's just be serious. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, but I was saying that I, I watched, um, what's that documentary on Netflix? Uh, Is it which, the game? Change? Which one? There's, there's a few. So yeah. some of my favorite documentaries oh, conspiracy. is Cowspiracy is crazy. Anyone who's listening who needs something to watch, like watch Cowspiracy. There's also Seaspiracy. Yeah, oh my It'll gosh. Seaspiracy took me out. I was like, I never used to eat fish. I've never eaten fish like my whole life. Um, but that one, that one took me out. I was like, wow. Right. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I watched Cowspiracy with my son and he was traumatized. <laughs> and I was like, oh dear. So he was he I think he was like, okay, I'm not going to and he was like, I'll be vegetarian, but then he lasted like three months and then he was like, Okay, no, I have to go back. And I was like, Okay, fine, that's your decision. You know, so mm. it's it's interesting, but I, you know, at least you know that oh, you know, you're informed, you you're making an informed decision and things like that. But I mean, it's, it's just an interesting thing to um, have to experience or have to navigate with your family members. Cause I'm the only vegetarian in uh. my family. So like my mom, you know, um, my sister, everybody else eats, um, eats meats and so on. But I just keep going. You only started in 2019 because I went vegan in 2015. And since then, my sister's gone vegan. My dad's gone vegan. I have an auntie who went vegan. And so you can be the inspiration for your family as well. Little by little. Little by little. Yeah, I hope so. Do you know what? I feel like I need, because what I try to do also is I, um, whenever I cook something, I'll post it on social and people are like, oh my God, that's delicious. And I'm like, yeah, it's, you know, it's just, you know, plant-based and stuff. So hopefully little by little, we'll get there. (laughs) Yeah. And I think honestly, that's kind of the, the group of people who plant-based like or vegan meat substitutes are really made for Mm. because 
when I first went vegan, I did it for health reasons. Um, you know, I'm similar to you, actually. I suffered from low iron deficiency or um, anemia, not sickle cell, but had very low iron levels, was always exhausted. And for years and years and years, my doctors were telling me, you have to eat more red meat to get your iron levels up. And it just didn't work. Like, I still had to take these pills. You went through it, too. And then I went vegan. I started eating a ton of leafy greens like kale and spinach and collard greens. Yeah. The darker the greens, the more iron it has. And no one told me, like no doctor ever told me that, but you can research it. It's true. And the same thing with beans, because now I eat a ton of like cow peas or black eyed peas. Mm. I eat a ton of like, you know, black beans, red beans, yellow beans, all the beans. Yeah, I know. (laughs) My iron's perfect now, but... I also really benefited from like having veggie burgers and having vegan sausages. Um, you know, in, in Zambia, there's a few different companies even that make vegan sausages, like Eden Home Vegan Foods. There's veganic foods as well. And when those items are more available and it's like in a form that's familiar, mm. like it looks like a sausage or it looks like a burger, like people can kind of, you know, relate to that as like, something that they like to eat. I think that really helps people try out vegan food and then realize that it tastes good and you feel better after. Like it's so much better to digest when you eat meat. It's literally rotting in your body for up to three days and plant-based. It goes through you in a day. Like you don't have to worry about having that indigestion or having your stomach feel like, oh my gosh, I'm so full that I can't move for like hours. Like you don't get that when you eat plant-based. So there's just so many benefits. Um, And I think that it's, you know, something that I would like to see if anyone feels like they want to challenge, um, you know, try vegan for a week and just note how you feel different. And if you need some advice or some recipes, like reach out to me or reach out to, you know, reach out to anyone who's been vegan, reach out to you. Exactly. Um, because this is something that we love to share the lifestyle because it changes everyone's life who does it and for the better. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like when I was going to check my iron levels, like they're stable, you know, and like I said, I'm very conscious about eating those dark greens, um, making sure that everything is balanced across. I always like to say, I like to eat a rainbow. So, you know, I want have different colors on my plate looking beautiful like I don't understand the brown 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 how how guys how are you eating brown brown (laughs) brown 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 or yellow 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 sometimes it's like oh gosh because you know people always ask vegans how do you get your protein and just to break it down protein is made up of amino acids amino acids are the building blocks of protein So every time you eat pure protein, like in the form of animal products, your body actually breaks that down into the base amino acids. And every animal that people eat, you know, chickens or goats or cows, they're all eating plants in order to build up their muscles. And those are formed from amino acids. So if you eat the rainbow, if you eat red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple every day, you actually get all of the essential amino acids, which means one, your body does less work breaking down a complex protein into those base amino acids. You just consume the amino acids right away. 
And two, like, you know, if you eat the rainbow, that your body's getting all the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that you need. So this is great advice. I love that that's how you try to like live and structure your food. Cause that's, that's what I like to do too. The more colorful the plate, the better. And it's beautiful. Even just to look at, you get excited when you see the food. You're just like, oh, I cannot wait to dig into this. But it's, I think mm-hmm. it's funny because people, I guess, you know, when you start to tell people that, oh, I am, uh, you know, I'm vegetarian, I'm vegan. They assume you're doing it because you're on a diet. Like <laughs> you want to lose weight or something. Mm-mm. No, I don't think. Well, okay. So there are some people though, like I think the biggest success story that I can think of is, do you know the, the English singer Adele? Oh, yeah. She like went, she went vegan like maybe five years ago for her to lose weight. And okay. she lost a ton of weight yeah. um, doing it. And I think that some people do go vegan for that reason, but it's not the main driver. Like for me, it is not a diet. It is a lifestyle that happens to be a a food-based lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, is there anything else you'd want to say about, you know, um, this lifestyle that we're leading? I guess, you know what? <laughs> what would you say to people who encounter a vegan or a vegetarian? Like the way your friend like took out like a, a package of carrots, like <laughs> appropriate. That's like a no, guys. I'm just telling you right now, it's a no, no, no. Don't do, no. Don't do it. <laughs> okay, I would tell people first of all, French fries always vegan. That is like my go-to. Like, there's nothing on the menu. I don't know what I'm gonna eat you can almost always order French fries. So like, if you think, if you're a kind of person who's like, I never have eaten vegan food. If you've eaten French fries, you've eaten vegan food. So that's one thing I would say is like, if you don't know what to get your vegan friend, French fries is always a safe bet. But in general, if you encounter somebody vegan, I think everyone has a little bit different reason. It might be for, you know, the environmental reasons where the United Nations, you know, Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change has published multiple studies and reports showing that adopting a plant-based diet is the single most impactful action that an individual can take to fight climate change. So there's a ton of climate vegans out there. So don't just assume that people are vegan because, you know, they want it for a diet or they just want, you know, they just love animals so much. Like it could be true, but I think that it's really interesting to dig into the why. Because like I said, I went vegan for my health. I went vegan because I saw that I had someone close to me who was suffering from cancer. I saw that the way that I was eating, you know, I could become really sick. I was already anemic. I didn't feel good. Like I felt bad every single day. Um, I felt tired and slow. And when I started eating vegan, it changed my perspective and it changed my life. So I guess the other thing I would say is just don't, don't assume um, and be open-minded. You know, you can give it a try. If you think you've never eaten vegan food, like I'm sure you've eaten some French fries or potato crisps, or you've eaten some like, you know, some salad or some roasted vegetables or some mushrooms that you like. So think about those kinds of things and just remind yourself, like, it's not that strange. Like it's, it's not a completely crazy out there 
concept, it just is a little bit more conscious eating, which I think is a great thing. I think it's great to be conscious of what you're putting into your body. Even going back to what you just said earlier that, you know, if we're ingesting the suffering from another being, like that's something that can sit in your DNA the same ways that generational trauma can sit in your DNA. So I think that open-mindedness is, you know, as much as like, I'm open-minded every day. I have friends, I have family who eat meat, who, you know, are living this lifestyle. I still love people who are carnivores or who are omnivores. It's not like I like, am like, you know, so single-minded. It's just that I think this is a lifestyle that more people are going to transition to in the future. And that is something that we need to do. Um, and that's part of my mission with the Vegan Africa DAO, which we kind of came and chatted about at the very beginning. But I founded this organization to help scale plant-based entrepreneurship and community efforts across Africa through digital organizing on the blockchain. And if anyone wants to learn more about that, um, you can definitely visit our social media at Vegan Africa DAO to, you know, try to get involved. It would be amazing to, you know, chat more about this because it's, in my mind, veganism is part of the, the future of the world. Like, I think that it's only going to become more common. It's going to become easier and easier to go vegan and it's going to be something that really helps save humanity from climate destruction and from, you know, cutting down all the rainforests because animal agriculture is, you know, leading to deforestation and many other things. Okay, so I'll just circle back, guys. If you invite someone to a party, right, and they say they're vegan, they're vegetarian, whatever it is, listen, when you're doing, like, your potato salad, just don't throw in the poloni or, you know, the eggs. Like, you can, you know, like, just do the salad for them and then have your other one, you know, just do a small one and then you can add your extra stuff in there. You know what I mean? There's, I feel like if you, any meal that somebody makes, whether it is, um, you know, uh, a stir fry, um, you know, instead of like putting in the chicken straight away or whatever it is, leave something for somebody that's the stir fry first and then you know then you add your chickens and then you can have your stir fry the way you guys want it but i feel like there needs to be also like some sensitivity and inclusivity in you know how we how we are accommodating people that have this different lifestyle i'll tell you because when i was working um uh, you know, we used to have a lot of uh, office parties. So people would, you know, bring foods and, you know, everybody's got like a, um, it's, what do you call it when everybody brings their food? Like a potluck. Yes, a potluck. Exactly. Right. Uh, so, I mean, when I did join the organization, I did not, I was, I was eating meat. But then I was very clear when I did um, become vegetarian. I said, I'm vegetarian. But you'd go for, like, I would arrive at this, like, potluck and then everything has got meat in it. And I'm like, that's not necessary. Like, this dish here did not need to have meat in it. Like, you, it almost felt like people were doing it to spite me in the end. I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> Like you could, yeah, no, it's hard. I know you could have just left out the the pork, and then it would it would have been fine. It would have still tasted good, but it's like, 
Oh my goodness. But you know, I feel like let's just be a bit more accommodating, a bit more inclusive and mm-hmm. we're not strange. No, we're not <laughs> strange. There have been people eating vegan for thousands and thousands of years. It's not that diff- it's not that strange. There's whole con- there's whole cultures and, you know, cult- countries like you mentioned, India, Ethiopia, the eat majority plant-based and there's like another just i just love the way it's like spread out on the on that like yeah oh gorgeous gorgeous yeah if you are thinking about any kind of vegan you know travel definitely go to ethiopia during their fasting period everyone and basically everyone in the country i think it's between like like around November, December time, we'll mm-hmm. be eating just totally plant-based. Um, very, very nice. Very, very good food. But yes, I agree. Accommodating vegans is not that difficult, like you said. It's just set some aside of whatever you're making before you add the meat and the dairy and the eggs to it. Exactly. And we'll make this day. That's it. That's all you have to do, guys. That's all you have to do. It's not complicated. Like we'll still we still like spices. We eat spices. <laughs> I love food. I love what food does for our bodies. If you took nothing else away from this conversation, I hope it's that you become intentional about what you do eat in the sense that it should be balanced. A great way to tell this is by looking at the color of the food on your plate. If you are just seeing white and brown, sis, there's a problem. (laughs) A big problem. Another thing we often get wrong is the proportions. If you think of your plate as having demarcations on it, you know, so a quarter of your plate should be your starch. So that's the ugali, the rice, the potatoes, that kind of thing, right? And then the other quarter of your plate is your protein. So your beans, your legumes, meats, fish, whatever your jam is, right? And then Half of the plate, I'm going to say it again, half of the plate is your vegetables and fruits. I know, I know. (laughs) We have grown up seeing Nshima fighting with the meat on the plate on which should be bigger. Hmm. But that is so wrong, okay? Now, I, I, I really feel led to say this to you. I don't know who it's for. But you have the final say in what happens to your body. Sure, doctors are great in giving advice, but ultimately you should tap into your spirit and decide on what is best for your body, your physical body that is, right? Because you know best, you spend the most time with your body, okay? We have been trained to give away authority over our own physical bodies to people who are often overworked, tired, and probably spend only one minute looking at your chart, if you're lucky. So take back your power and advocate for your physical body. At Africana Woman, we give our guests their roses right now 
Please find Sunny on Instagram at Sunny for Earth. Take a screenshot of the episode and tag us. We want to keep the conversation going. The mission of Africana Women has always been to tell more African women's stories. One of the ways that we're doing this is by helping you start your own podcast. If you have a burning idea and are interested in launching a podcast, but you don't know where to start, contact us at AfricanaWoman at gmail.com. Your story is important. My playground is Instagram. Find me at Chulu by Design. Tag me, tell your friends about the Africana Woman podcast. And again, leave a review, especially on Apple Podcasts, because that helps us spread the word about this show to more African sisters out there. Talk to you soon. This has been a production of Africana Woman Media. Mm-hmm.